Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. We had uh, not as much news from E3 as I was hoping for, but a decent chunk of uh, news from E3 this past week. I don't know. We're going to talk about it, but... One big news drop that I think everyone was looking for is that you can flirt with your students and the teachers. So I think everyone's excited about that because it's it's really Fire Emblem is just a dating simulator with swords. Really, that's uh, some people view it as such. <laughs> I'm just playing. Well, uh, we will we will jump into that at the end of the show. So if you're trying to stay spoiler free, like. Pretty much absolutely spoiler-free for Fire Emblem Three Houses. You'll be able to enjoy the entire uh, Summoner's Call and then jump out at the end if you see fit. But honestly, we're kind of approaching it as if Nintendo put it in a trailer, it's fair game. So that's that's how we're rolling. But uh, before that... I, I find it hard to label it as spoilers as of yet because we really don't know exactly what it means. No, you know. th- and again, we'll talk about that because uh, I'm all all kinds of... I'm just excited, and I don't need to really think too hard about it. I'm excited about the game, but I'm sure there's people out there trying to piece every single frame together. Um, and you can certainly dig up that information if you see fit. But um, let's, let's talk about Summoner's Call. Let's talk about Fire Emblem Heroes. Let's look at the banners this week. You still got a suite of bridal banners, three of them actually running uh, till the 21st, 22nd, and 24th of June. You've got Revival Banner number two going to the 23rd. And From a Future Past goes until June 27th. We'll be talking about those heroes this week. And finally, the new Power Banner is on until the 24th of June. Um, I usually get let Eddie go first, but I will say I am essentially skipping this banner, saving for the big summer slash three houses drop although you know eddie did remind me i have been turning in my first summon tickets but uh nothing alas just yet but eddie it looks like you've got a a good chunk here so how did you do on the new banner yep uh so as i mentioned last week the main one i was interested in was uh gel or kiel or however you want to pronounce her sully's kid um and so, you know, my plan was to go for blue and maybe red because now looked interesting. Um, and so I do my free summon and I figured, you know what, I'll just go ahead and, uh, you know, pull the full wheel up my pity read early, you know, uh, you know, focusing by starting on, of course, the blue or uh, red if they show up and who should appear on my final orb of that wheel, uh, but Yarn. So, green on the last orb, and I ended up getting Yarn, uh, one of the new units. It's like, okay, cool, I'll pull red and blue from now on, not even worry about green or colorless. Uh, you know, with my free summon tickets, and with my first free summon ticket, I had um, two red, two blue, and a colorless. Pull the red and blue orbs and figured, you know, the three orbs might as well just finish the ring. And it turned out to be Brady in that uh, colorless orb on that wheel. Hmm. So in my first two wheels, I got two of the focus heroes. Um, I At that point, I only had one other free summon ticket. Um, I summoned, got nothing on that ticket, and decided to use a few orbs to pull a couple rounds and managed to get uh, Kiel out of it. Uh, with the rest of the free summon tickets, I ended up managing to get Nah. Wow. I think I did do a couple rounds without after the tickets, but uh, yeah, I ended up getting all four units, and two of them, you know, were just like shoving down the door because if they hadn't popped up when they did, like they did, I would not have gotten them because I wasn't going to be pulling on green or colorless. So you essentially, this is kind of a, a, a really good week for you because, yeah, you, you got all the new yep. heroes and barely broke a sweat. Yep. yep. I mean, especially with uh, Brady and Yarn, I wasn't planning on, you know, and even not, if I had only gotten kill from my free summon tickets, I probably wouldn't have hopped back in looking for not. The only reason I spent a few extra orbs on a bit of a not hunt was because I had three out of four, and it's like, eh, might as well, you know, spend an extra 20 or so orbs 
to see if I can get her after using up all those tickets. Mm-hmm. And so do you have a good chug of orbs left over for what we're assuming are summer banners? Yes, um, I do have a decent chunk of orbs left over for that. Um, the 20 orbs did help as well. So. Oh, that's right. Speaking of those 20 orbs, everyone got their 20 orbs for the celebration of the Rucker Sieges starting tomorrow? Yep, they start tomorrow at 7 a.m., so not right with the reset, but like um, like my favorite mode, Grand Conquest, they start uh, four hours after the reset for some reason. Um, and we'll see, it's, you know, we got the post about the Rooker Sieges, and it confirms that there's more than just one Rooker per, uh, you know, per set of sieges. Mm-hmm. So we'll be working our way through a list of Rookers. Um, I don't know if there's a bonus for getting all of them, or once you get through the whole list, you just restart if you manage to. Uh, but And it's broken down into three battles, just like in the uh, Bland Conquests. So, so yeah, that did that come from basically the pre-registration phase? Basically letting you uh, know? Yeah, it? the pre-registration uh, thing, if you clicked on the more, it told you all the de- a bunch of details, but, you know... It didn't give certain details, like, I figure that each battle it's going to fully reset and you're back to the original starting worker, or maybe it just holds through the entire run. Mm-hmm. So, don't know, we'll find out tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, I'm looking but, forward to it. New modes are always fun. Um, anything else keeping you interested with the game, like any notable well, games stuff (laughs) well we have of course the uh special heroes that are starting on the 20th uh coming next week and that should be the summer five banner or the fifth summer banner um the in a tempest trial banner and login bonus to go with that uh with that as the more recent practice has been um once cynthia finishes up her grand hero battle we have an icon soren bound hero battle revival starting as well as the Summer's Arrival Revival banner, uh, which would be last year's one, Summer 3 banner, is starting on the 23rd. Yeah, they didn't really leave anything to imagination with the new calendar. They literally put Summer's Arrival Revival banner. They did that this year with the Bridal banner. I think they realized that by this point we know this is going to be the Summer banner, because this is about the time they do the Summer banners. Hmm. Oh, I forgot know? they did it for the bridal banner too. Yeah, the bridal banners were, the revivals were listed right up there. So, hmm. well, uh, well, look forward to that. I can't believe we're getting summer banners already. If here, I know where Eddie is. It's a warm state, but here where I am, like usually in Canada, you've got like two good months of summer, and uh, June is a grab bag, and lately it has well, been the fall version of the grab bag. Very cold, so... Yeah. What do you mean I'm in a warm state? Just because the high is supposed to be 100 degrees at some point, Fahrenheit... See, that sounds like the late. surface of the moon, but then again, I'm in Celsius, so... <laughs> Can't be a joke. But, yeah, um, yeah, and based on the new calendar that we did get, um, I'm sure if it went far enough, we'd see... Uh, announcements of the other revival banners next month yeah well we'll we'll certainly see and you're right summer summer banners usually take over the next two months they do they do it for two months right yep they well they do do two banners over the course of you know two months more or less Mm -hmm. but not exactly which we'll discuss more uh down in speculation corner Yes, we will. Well, before that, though, let's talk about the new heroes we did get, as well as a new story chapter. This is from a future past banner. The story chapter's name was Truth of a Name. We spend some time in the alternate asker that is part of Hell and find out a method that was found in an attempt to stop Hell and the terrible price that was paid by this version of Asker. We also find out a secret about Lif and what happened to his Asker's Sharina. Now, this chapter here, Eddie quite something uh i didn't see the twist coming and i don't usually think too far ahead with video games i like to you know process it as it happens but Mm -hmm. um this was not a surprise but kind of like oh that's clever i thought that was quite clever okay um so the question would be which twist 
So the well, oh sorry, the twist um, that Leif is an an alternate Alphonse. Was Alphonse? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I, is there other twists? It, it could have been. Well, I guess it's not exactly a twist, but it's like the spell that they found that ended up killing everyone anyway. Oh yeah, I guess that's you know that, that is. Um... They found a spell to stop hell, but it kills everyone. So <laughs> it's like, not sure how useful it is. Not very. You know? I mean that that would be. Yeah, not a very useful spell, because what's the point in... Well, I guess you're stopping hell. Yeah, the, and, it didn't stop hell, well, though. It and Yeah, like, unless the spell actually, like, destroys the souls of the people that are sacrificed daily, or hourly, or second per second, um, hell gets them anyway, so, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard to say for sure exactly how useful it was, and... Uh, yeah, Leaf being an alternate Alphonse, when, once you find that, realize that and take a look at him, it actually does kind of make sense to a degree. Um, and then it also makes you wonder what happened to the Sharina from that world, because she died before they found the spell, it seems, which is why the flowers were everywhere. Hmm. You know, I kind of... Uh, figured the Sharina died before, you know, died before everyone else vanished or died. But that Leaf was Alphonse from that world was, yeah, a surprise to me as well. Um, you know, and actually it does, you know, we don't know what happened to that Sharina unless, you know, that world Sharina is uh, Thrasir. And when I actually took a look back at Thrasir's art, that might actually be her. It's you interesting. Know, the, um, the art design first thought makes you think of Veronica but when I look at some of the um, her outfits uh, adornments they look more Askren than Emily. well it's it's yeah. funny because I think when they were originally introduced it was more the names that Alphonse and Sharina were kind of taken back by oh that's the first leader yeah. of Embla and first leader of Asker like they didn't really say oh that looks like the first leader of Asker they just oh yeah they was the name alone i mean i one there's the uh charming mask that they that alphonse wears mm-hmm. or leaf wears that you know you wouldn't see the exact faces and even if it did look similar it would make sense because it's your ancestor mm-hmm. so so yeah they didn't know exactly what leaf would look like so you know well, but I I liked the twist. I thought it was really cool, and I yep. feel like maybe maybe Alphonse will kind of sway Lif over to their side, and and maybe we get some some more dead people on our side. But I think there's probably a stronger bond maybe keeping Lif on on Hell's side. But it's an interesting yeah, I'm notion. Not sure how it'll turn, but you know, he certainly we'll, we'll swayed see. in some fashion. He he seems to be. You know, he still still cares for living Sharina. Yes. With the way he hesitated to strike her. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's it was a good chapter. I look forward to the next chapter in July when we sort out what the hell is going. Get it? What the hell is going on next? But uh, let's talk yes. about these awakening children that have arrived here. We've got five of them with the ground hero battle. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Four on the banner and one on the grand, uh, grand hero battle, as has become the common practice within the game. Um, you know, the uh, new hero banners get a grand hero battle with a new hero with it, and the seasonal banners get a tempest trial with a new hero, with a fifth hero. So we're getting 11 heroes a month counting the legendary mm-hmm. or mythic. So, and um, we have Yarn, Timid Tagle. The first of our quintet of Awakening Kids is Yarn, the son of Pan, and the only other beast unit from that game. He joins as a green beast cavalry unit with his weapon, Bunny Fang, which grants speed plus three and the usual cavalry beast bonus uh, when transformed. It also grants a boost to his special skill activation after combat, if his health is below 75%. Uh, so essentially, at the end of combat, if his health is below 75%, he gets two ticks knocked off of his uh, special countdown, or cool special timer countdown. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, Even I if understand. I can't word it, word it in <laughs> English. So, uh, he does have no new skills, uh, but he does have a full kit uh, with everything but an assist move with Gale Force as his special, an attack speed solo, escape route, and odd speed wave as his A, B, and C skill slots. Mm-hmm. So this is the one of two uh, beast units from Awakening. Yes, there was Pan, who we got as a... Um, uh, what we call it? A uh, Grand Hero Battle unit, uh, I think, with the Out of Gallia banner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when we got her. Uh, yeah, she was she was a Grand Hero Battle for sure. She was a Grand Hero Battle. I was just trying to remember who was with her. Oh no, it was with the Fates banner. Oh yeah, she back was in February of... with the Fates banner that we got her. Oh, with Proud Keaton. Tagwell. And... Yep, with Keaton and them Selkie and. So he, uh, he's in. So Yarn's interesting. He again looks very much like his mother. He's like a bunny character. Uh, once again, not wearing pants. Uh, we we don't really need to go into detail on that, but you can look at the art yourself. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, no, I I mean, yeah, it, it seems like him having no new skills. Does that kind of put him at the bottom of the list for a demotion? Uh, his weapon makes him makes it possible that he's not going to get demoted, but um, I think him or Kill are the ones who are most likely to get demoted, and with Kill's B-Skill, or Kajel's B-Skill, um, she and I don't know how uh, limited they're going to be on the Aether Raid skills, so she seems less likely. Uh, Brady's also another one that might get demoted, because he doesn't even have a special, unique weapon. Oh. So... Huh. So is this a pretty dull banner in terms of skills? Like, are there any standouts here? Or because they're all children units, are they kind of, like, falling behind? I believe Nas, uh, or is it... Yeah, I think it's Nas, or maybe it's Brady who has the new... Has a new push skill, which is kind of useful. Um, you know, so it's, it's... I mean, it's... I don't min-max the skills, so mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly how the skills are and it's you know there is worries of over um power creeping too fast so sometimes you get banners that have less new skills but their stats might be make make them worth getting mm-hmm. you know well uh speaking of Kajel, Jel, Kiel, however you pronounce it, Fair Fighter. Yeah, I, heard, I heard someone pronouncing it Kiel, like, you know, Fjorm. Oh, that's not so uh, bad. So that's a possibility. I kind of like so that one, that, that version. Yeah. Kiel. That's what I'm going to go with. So you got Kiel, Fair Fighter, the daughter of Sully, slowly saunters over to Fire Emblem Heroes with plenty of armor and shoulder blades that would make any WoW raid boss jealous. A lance armored unit wielding barrier lance plus. Where a foe initiates combat, grants resistance plus seven during combat. She has a new skill in the A slot called ARD Defense slash Resistance 3, where if defending an Aether Raids, grants a defense slash resistance plus X during combat. Here's where it gets fun. Calculates X based on number of your defensive structures greater than or equal to five structures. Nope, sorry, less than or equal to five structures, grants plus 10. Am I reading that right? god math it's too late on a sunday for math uh math it's symbols greater than is it i thought greater than and i know you're right if you have if you have five or more structures you get a plus 10 if you have four structures you get a plus seven mm-hmm. and three structures gives you a plus four and less than two or fewer only gives a plus one it's the same as all the ether raid defense skills it's just this one does defense and resistance instead of whatever other skill you know stat combos they had in the past yeah it's funny i remember from math class when i was a kid it was like it's like pac-man the number the the symbol always eats the larger number i should have done that in my head and immediately snapped through but you know these ether raid defense skill lines it's essentially you know as the um opponent knocks out your buildings your unit gets a bit weaker so they have a better chance of getting rid of them Hmm. so where the offense ones, it's more or less sort of the opposite. The I think it's the fewer structures you knock out, the stronger you are. Oh, okay. When you're doing offense. 
Well, I do appreciate you uh, saving me there. <laughs> um, but rounding out our kit is Draconic Aura as a special and Bold Fighter 3 in the B slot. Um, I wasn't joking. Check out her art. Her shoulder blades are definitely WoW raid boss caliber. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of the um, uh, armored units have similar shoulder armor. You know, that's... I mean, there are... It might not. It might be Kel. Might be someone else who has it. It's like very tiny body and giant shoulder armor sitting on them. Yeah. yeah, I'm mostly just poking fun, but honestly, I think her art looks really cool. And honestly, uh, if you had if you had told me this was Sully's daughter, I again the kids in Awakening, I remember even less than the main characters. And I think last week I had thought that Na was Tiki's daughter and completely forgotten Aoi was in uh, Awakening. So. Looking at Kajel, it's like, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. I knew it looks like a kid character, but it was hard to tell whether it was it was uh, whose it was. But Sully's a... I really liked Sully in Awakening. Yeah, yeah and Tiki is in Awakening, so I can kind of see why you might think that. But Tiki joins so late and you have Noe a lot earlier on. Mm-hmm. Where you're more likely to put her in enough battles to get her in S-ranking, S-relationship you know, rank. Yeah. But I, I mean, I again, I really, I, I, I forgot. So can can you can so Tiki can't get married, can't have kids. Like she comes in so late that it's just it's impossible, or it's just it's not part of the game. Um, I'd have to look and double check, but it's possible. I think for Tiki to have one kid, but Tiki, I believe, is not one of the units that has a preset kid built in, like Noe and. Sumia and such. So she just she takes on the males. Essentially, if she marries the avatar, if you have a male avatar and you get your relationship with Tiki to S ranking, she can be the parent of Morgan, mm. uh, female Morgan, I believe. Because if you're male Robin, you have female Morgan. Mm-hmm. So. But I think that's the only way you can get her a kid, just like there are certain units in um, Fates that can only have a kid if they marry the Avatar. Oh, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scarlet uh, doesn't have any relationship uh, lists with anyone but the Avatar. So even though she's a female character and she normally would be able to marry any of the male characters... Because she's a late game addition, they decided not to give her any support conversations with anyone but the Avatar, so she can't marry anyone but the Avatar. Hmm. So. That makes sense. So who do we got next here? Uh, next we have Brady, Daunting Priest. Maribel's son also joins, complete with his rough looks and makes everyone think he's up to no good, despite being actually quite a nice person. Uh, he joins as a colorless infantry staff unit with slow plus, slow plus as his weapon, which, you know, at slow if it, blah, 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 inflicts the slow debuff, which is, you know, a speed minus seven debuff. Um, he does have a new push skill, this one for being for attack and resistance, uh, which, like all push skills, uh, gives him a boost to the stats named the skill. Uh, and it's a plus five to both of the stats in this case. If his health is at 100% uh, during when he starts combat, but if he attacks during the combat, he does take one point of damage after combat. So if you keep his health at max, he does gets an extra five attack and resistance, but he will always take one point of damage, so if you don't heal him up, he won't continue getting that boost. Hmm. Um as a healer, he does come with the Recover plus Assist skill and the Heavenly Light special. And he does have Infantry Rush filling out the rest of his skills. So. He, I, I remember him, I don't remember Maribel from Awakening, but I remember seeing him in my game. I must have got Maribel with somebody to, to get this guy. And he, he's got this like monk look. But he is, he's got that, he's got that scar across his eye and I love that they lean into it in the Forging Bonds conversations and yeah. it's really good. I think it's a good character from Fire Emblem Awakenings. I'm glad he's in here. 
out of it, it's yeah. been a while but i think they leaned into it in his support conversations in the game as well you know yeah especially with his mother and again like i, I was getting serious deja vu watching or uh reading the conversations in the forging bonds and thinking like okay i do remember these support conversations very very well from awakening with, with him and his mother and, and his father for that matter i i do remember those those interactions quite fondly so they capture that really well in, and that's the thing with forging bonds. They've done a really good job with those conversations. Yes, they they have. And it's nice for the ones who you don't know who they are, so you get to know more about them. So. It, it is such a good addition. They've they've done some really good stuff with the outside um, website where they're detailing the heroes, but also the forging bonds. I think that's a really good addition for the new heroes side of things. Uh, well well implemented um but yeah brady's pretty's pretty rad but another another healer i mean i don't know about you eddie if if you were you know collecting if you weren't collecting would you be adding another healer to your roster uh well like i said brady wasn't high on my list partially because you know i don't know the character enough or like the character enough and it's you know uh his look his character design is such that it fits you know, it's like, yeah, he might be a decent character, but I'm not that interested in him. I mean, really, I mainly use Lynn or Bridal Lynn or Lissa yeah. as healers, and then random other healers if I'm just trying to get them, uh, you know, stats and stuff or whatever. But yeah, makes I mean, sense. especially after the drought of heroes we had initially, it's nice to be getting more heroes. Healers. We, are, we do seem to be healers. I don't know what I said. Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> We've been getting plenty heroes. of heroes. Okay. Yeah. With the healer drought initially, it's nice to be getting more healers because mm-hmm. it was so long where they didn't give us any healers. You know, I think first year we got, what, Jenny? Yeah. And Bridal Lynn, and that may have been about it. It was few and far between, two. for sure. So it's nice to be getting more, but yeah, we've gotten quite a few, and it's like, yeah, I'm okay. That's good. We just have had one with Bridal Fjorn. Yeah, I've been actually using her a lot in my um, forging bonds and and all that. She's been pretty much sticking close to the team. Um, but uh, you know, rounding out the banner is Na, Little Miss, daughter of Noe. Na returns from the future, wise beyond her years, maybe even wiser than dear old Mummy. Na is a red dragon unit wielding Oracle's Breath, which grants attack plus three. Also, if a bonus granted by a skill like Rally or Hone is active on unit, foe cannot make a follow-up attack. If foe's range is equal to 2, calculates damage using the lower of foe's defense or resistance. She has a new skill yeah. in her... Dragonstone buff. Is that Yeah, so that's just a normal Dragonstone buff? Yeah, the range equal 2 thing is on every Dragonstone. Well, there so. you go. That's good to know. Uh, she has a new skill in the C slot called Infantry Breath 3, where adjacent infantry allies gain. If foe initiates combat, grants defense slash resistance plus 2 during combat and special cooldown charge plus 1 per attack, and only the highest value applied does not, does not stack. Uh, rounding out her kit are Bonfire as her special, Bonus Doubler 3 in the A slot, and Quick Repose 3 in the B slot. So a full kit, this one uh outside of an assist but i'm sure you could easily hand her one if you needed to um she seems pretty strong right yeah she seems decently strong but you know there are a lot of red dragons and a lot of units that are pretty decent at killing red dragons so true we just got one with our mythic hero right yep well she makes everyone good at killing red dragons you know (laughs) You bring Naga in there and have some Lancers there. Uh, Noe's or Naga's going to be a little quivering in her boots. Yeah, she won't be wise beyond her years if she's not alive. And you're right, there are some very strong Red Dragon units. I think uh, Legendary Tiki is probably still up there, right? Yep. She, yeah. I mean, and yes, it is a different um, uh, movement skill. I believe Naga is infantry and. Legendary Tiki, I believe, was a armor skill, so she has a bit more movement than Legendary Tiki. Yeah, but less armor, though, right? True. But yeah. 
So I, I think it's it's interesting, like uh, the fact that I, uh, she, you know, she's a red dragon. She's very she she's very uh, young tiki like. Um, it's kind of hard to differentiate some of these dragon units. They all kind of look the same. But uh, when she turns into a dragon, she kind of... What did they joke about? It kind of looks like a... I saw a lot of subreddit jokes, what what she looked like. Um, but it's essentially a green and red dragon. Yep. Technicolor dragon. Technicolor, there it is. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I, I didn't hear... If that's what they were saying on Reddit, I didn't know that. But it is kind of, you know... Compared to most of the dragons, and you know, she is a lot more brightly colored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's an interesting combo. It's essentially her red cape and her green hair, and it, and it stands out quite quite a bit. Yep. But I, I like it. I, I think she's a a solid unit. And I think if you were if you're looking at full kits or if you're looking at characters you want, I, I mean, you could probably not go hard. You 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 couldn't go bad with any of these guys. They're probably. No, um, all they're all, from what I understand, pretty decent. Um, you know, Kiel might actually be better than Effie, who's the main armor uh, fighter out there, you know, main blue armored unit, but Effie's going to be a lot easier to plus 10, so that's where Effie has Kiel. Mm-hmm. You'd have to will really hard to get her, you know, outdo her. So there's pluses and minuses, and if you prefer this unit over that one, no reason not to grab them. No. You know, if you can. But speaking so. of a hero you can grab right this second without summoning. Yep. We have um, Cynthia Hero Chaser, who's finishing out the quintet of kids with the in the Grand Hero Battle. And is Sumia's daughter, um, Cynthia. So she's a flying lance unit, with her weapon being a fire sweep, uh, blue flying lance unit, of course. Her weapon sweep being a fire sweep lance plus. Uh, Fire Sweep being the weapon skill line where it prevents counterattacks. Uh, so she can't counterattack, but her opponent can't counterattack either. Um, she also comes with Shove as her special, or Assist skill, sorry, not special. Uh, speed Defense Link and Drive Attack rounding out her skill list. So, mm-hmm. so free Grand Hero Battle uh, yes. unit and... I, I actually do remember her from Awakening. And it's an interesting choice for the free Grand Hero Battle. They've kind of gotten away from, like, Grand Hero Battle being the bad guys. It's just kind of, like yeah. you said, an opportunity to get a free hero uh, related to yeah, the I mean, banner. With the new system they're doing, it makes sense that they've shifted a little away from bad guys. They can sometimes get bad guys in there. But, you know, it's just, oh, well, we want to do five units from this game. We're doing this theme, so we'll pick this hero. You know, so yeah. after that first year, they've kind of shifted away from the brand hero battles only being against villains. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I think it's a solid addition. I really like her. I, I, I don't. There's not a lot to say. Being a grand hero battle unit, I, I just got her bronze and then upgraded her. I had enough feathers laying around. I don't know if you jumped in and got higher than bronze, but no, I just grabbed the bronze one. Maybe I'll. Look up like the Phoenix Master guide or something to try and get the higher ones, but I keep telling myself I'm going to do that. I have yet to do it. So yeah, it's a it's a lot of work. Even if you have a guide, you kind of have to like set up your team just right because those guides yep. are very specific. So you got to be you got to be invested. You got to really want it. And, yeah, and uh, I think it's Phoenix Master one who does the ones that you know some of the guide makers out there don't even consider thinking about what's easy for everyone to follow this guide with, but Phoenix Master does, I think, multiple guides and usually does at least one of them being a free-to-play mm-hmm. guide. So if you have no, you know, nothing but base units and maybe some three stars with no inherits, you can defeat them. Yeah. Which is a nice challenge he puts it to himself as well, you know, because he's got to figure out how to work that out. Oh man, he is far, like a chess far more player. work than I could put into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but you know, let's uh, let's start to ease into the three houses and talk about what your thoughts are on the upcoming so, banners in speculation. Well, corner. this is sort of about three houses, but technically a bit more about the calendar. Um, you know, new calendar does reveal quite a lot. Uh, for example, it's 
You know, as I mentioned earlier, it's safe to assume that the summer banner revivals indicate that the special June special heroes are the first of the two summer banners. Uh, but what the calendar also shows is that we're not getting new heroes at the beginning of July. We're actually getting another special banner, complete with the Tempest Trial scheduled. So, hmm. as with previous summer banners, they're putting them back-to-back instead of putting a... Or as of last year's, as with last year's summer banner, they're putting them back-to-back instead of spreading them out, you know, one a month. Uh, so the second summer banner, Summer 6, should be the start of July's banner. Um, and because of that, uh, you know, that summer banner being the early one next month, I think it's pretty safe, but not guaranteed, to speculate that the new hero banner in July, which should be around the 20th, uh, as this month's banner was around the 20th, should be the Three Houses banner. Uh, The trailer from E3 uh, puts up some additional possibilities, but I don't think it really changes anything. I think we're going to get the um, Edelgard, Byleth, uh, Dimitri, Cloud, and Byleth as uh, that we've had for over a year mm-hmm. as the five units. Uh, which one will be the Grand Hero Battle is still up in the air. I think um, I think one of the Byleths is most likely as the Grand Hero unit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't know. We'll, we won't know until it comes out for sure, but I think it's pretty safe to guess that it's going to be that yeah no i i i agree i mean i think we we've talked about this before where shadows of valencia is a great template for how they've treated new games and they're not going to ignore three houses uh and i think it would be silly to not like like they did with warriors well yeah yeah that's a really good point they did they i think they did some special maps or yeah they didn't fully ignore it they did the special maps that eventually turned into the daily training maps Mm-hmm. Because people were using, I think, like the Camilla special map from Warriors as a training ground because it was very useful for that. Yeah, yeah, so. they it did work out that way. And so they didn't ignore it, but they didn't do heroes for it, which is usually the exactly. big like, promo. You know, Echoes, they did heroes. I think they even did some special maps during Echoes. I could be misremembering, but, you know. It would have been, yeah, a couple of years ago, but um, I, don't, I know, I remember they did heroes for sure. Yeah, they definitely did Heroes, and I believe the first batch launched before the game had technically launched yet. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we're going to get that again if if Eddie's on the money. But uh, I, I think I think it'd be it would be foolish to not think we're not getting. I mean, yeah, it was it was highly likely in my mind, even if the uh, banner at the beginning of the month was a new hero banner. But the fact that we're getting the two summer banners back to back and not with a set of new heroes in between makes me think it's like guaranteed to, you know, all but guaranteed to be the three houses for that month, especially since April's new heroes are likely to be the, um, uh, what do we call it? Choose your legends. Oh, yeah. Well, those are usually till August. Yeah, and that would be the next set of new heroes after July. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they aren't special heroes. I think, yeah, I think they're going to continue the special heroes in the beginning of the month for August. We'll know when we get the July calendar. Mm-hmm. And that'll be another um, performing arts style banner like it was last year, the Hoshiden Summer. Yep. You know, um, and the new heroes at the end of the month would end up being the Choose your Legends 3 in August. Right. Well, um, now, whether or not they're going to do a fifth one with one being a Grand Hero Battle, I don't know. But What, for the dance? Dancing? For the Choose Your Legends. Oh, yeah. I guess that would break the pattern. I know they haven't in the past, but... Uh... Yeah, they, they, they've only promised four units for the Choose Your Legends. Um, um, uh, Camilla, I, I remember. Other, yeah. <laughs> Camilla, I think, finally got hers. But yeah, they, I, it's been a while. I'd have to go double-check exactly who won the Choose Your Legends 3, but mm-hmm. they announced the winners, and um, 
So we yeah. have them coming. We just, you know, are they going to do another three and one like they did with Aversa? Are they going to do four and the Grand Hero Battle be something else? Who knows? We'll find out. We will. It won't be for a little while. We'll let's let's stick with three houses because we've definitely got some stuff to talk about as we enter the Outrealm Gate. Yes. Because E3 2019 just wrapped up last week, and we've got a couple things to talk about, starting with the trailer that was in the Nintendo Direct, because this gives us a confirmation of a five-year time jump. Uh, yeah, and you know, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but. I, it always felt weird if the school was going to be the main time frame for the main game. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah, because, like, war has always been... Some global catastrophe has always been the the highlight of a Fire Emblem game to, to motivate the heroes to do good. And, yeah, I don't know. big, bad, evil, you know, rising up to try and take over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually using some random uh, country to do it. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in a neutral in the center of three countries, uh, you know, monastery during this big conflict, it's going to be really weird and awkward. Yeah, I never really envisioned the school being something. I know this, I think the school will have a play to part, uh, will have a part to play throughout the game, but the, the schooling side of it that we've, that they've been kind of, you know, showing us. And then we got a really good look at at E3. I think that's going to be heavy early on, and then maybe start to fall off as we get into this 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 war that's yeah, being shown. It's confusing as to what exactly they're going to be doing. Well, yeah, we've talked definitely. so much about the school stuff. It feels weird that you know what we're going to have a year's worth of school time, which would be twelve big story battles, as they indicated in one of the Famitsu articles. Mm-hmm. You know, each month is capped off by a big story battle. Like, you know, maybe 12 of those, maybe less, and then you jump five years and you never touch it again. And I guess they could do that, and it would be a way that you can um, fine-tune your main squad and still recruit a bunch of units after the time jump. Yeah. But, you know, it's there's the possibility that it's going to be a case of... Um, sorry if I interrupted you, but... No, no, it's fine. Uh, go ahead. Um, it's possibility a case that those end of... You know, because one of the lines that Sotha says you have access to both sides of time mm-hmm. makes me wonder if maybe those monthly end of... You know, end of month big battles are the five-year time jump battle. Yeah, like maybe Byleth has this power where he what you do in the past affects the future and maybe instead of like an awakening where we we got a sense of the future through lucina's stories but we never experienced it maybe this is the opposite here where you're doing the schooling part but then you're seeing your impact five years and i mean that would be really tough to to balance yeah that'd be really tough to count and complicated to balance gameplay wise if you don't have additional units you can recruit in the school time frame and then there are additional units you can recruit in the uh five the war phase as they call it Mm -hmm. uh it would be awkward because you have these units that you can't buff up and fix uh, adjust their skills later on and if the schools you know but there are other units too you can buff up and adjust their skills yeah well the thing is like so this trailer straight up like shows this five-year time jump and 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 people five, like five-year time jump where you get to see empress edelgard uh pirate dimitri and uh han solo cloud yeah but but here's the thing it's like they show this time jump and nintendo wouldn't show this if they wanted to keep it a secret obviously but it seems to me like maybe you're right in that the war is the main part of the game and maybe the the school the early, the pre-five years, I'm not going to call it the Academy. We don't know if the Academy completely disappears. But maybe the pre-five-year time jump is kind of similar to the prologue chapters in uh, Fates. I mean, and it's also possible that they adjust what you, the school stuff, mm-hmm. um, 
for the war phase and still have it there. Uh, like, a way they can do it is, like, depending on which house you choose, you become the, you know, captain of the guards of that country for the war phase. You mm. know, so you're still training everyone who's there with you. And end of every month, a giant war battle. And during the month, you, like, quell battles between, um, you know, like, skirmishes of the invading or the opposing nations or monsters or whatever you're fighting yeah yeah but here's another question is like do you think they showed this trailer so that when you picked your house you kind of weren't disappointed when the blue house ended up being the evil cranky one like well we don't know that it's evil and it's possible that depending on the house you pick that scene in that sequence later on will change well i don't want to be biased or anything but He's got an eye patch, Eddie. So he... he's got an eye patch, and there are some scenes in the trailer that are uncertain time frame that he doesn't have eye patches in. Oh, where so it he... looks like you have older, um, uh, it it looks like older Claude who's reaching a hand, and it might not be even be Claude that's reaching the hand to him. Who he's down on one knee, and it looks like he has both of his eyes. Huh. dirt and stuff in on his face so it that could be something that's from the school time frame it could be something from the future time frame or it could be something that happens in the future time frame if you choose black eagles true or like maybe the opposite house you choose goes evil that that would present a whole new layer of storytelling you know? like and yeah we don't know what the big bad is i mean we know the three countries are at war uh, and we have no clue what happened in Fergus to you know, the Holy Kingdom Fergus in those five years that he got the eye patch and made him so cranky, or if it happens no matter what house you choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll kind of jump ahead here because they have the tree house, mm-hmm. and they confirmed that, you know, the house you choose chooses what country you're with in the war phase. So you do get, and I don't know how different, but you do get three different experiences depending on which house you choose. And that's funny, because the last time they did something like this, it was with Fates, and they made you buy each campaign. So... And I I understand that kind of argument, and I also see the possibility that as little sense as it makes with technology these days, I can see Nintendo feeling that the price difference of a Switch game versus a 3DS game and just the fact that it's Switch and not 3DS would be why, you know, oh, we're not going to charge you for the alternate routes. Mm-hmm. Because it would just it, make an expensive game even more expensive. Yeah, and it could also easily be a fact that the only difference is, is who's the big bads and other minor factors. We don't know for sure, you know. Yeah. Well, they've always had... And the other thing, too, is they've always had DLC, so this will be the first home console version of Fire Emblem that we... I'm assuming we'll have DLC. So well, not always. It's since Awakening they've had DLC, but yeah. Well, that's that's the last three Fire Emblems. I'd say that's a pattern. Yes, and it is highly likely they will have DLC on this because it's a common thing for modern games to have DLC. Maybe, like with Fates, there will be a fourth choice, you know, that you do actually have to pay for as DLC. Ooh, that would be interesting. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the Treehouse live gameplay because that was a good 30-minute uh, run-through. Our first, you know, 30-minute playthrough with English with the English version of the game because a lot of... Yes. We've seen a lot of gameplay. We've seen a lot of characters through the Famitsu articles and the, and the releases on the Fire Emblem Japanese Twitter account, stuff like that. But with this, they, they gave us a look at the Academy style, which is is essentially the the meta layer like from the castles before and whatnot but this seems like you could really pour a lot of time into it if you wanted to uh which i'm cool with that like i think i think it's really neat that they're creating this larger meta layer that you can really sink your teeth into to uh highly modify your characters at least that's the impression i got yeah um and you know it definitely looks like you spend a decent amount of time in it uh, but also, um, some of the articles make it 
uncertain how much time you can truly spend in it. Because they were indicate, I saw an article indicating that every time you talk to someone, even you use up one of your professor points or whatever they are. Well, I know so I saw on, the time thing ticking by when you talk to people. Well, it's you have the um, points at the top for how many things you can do over the course of a session or a day. Yeah, yeah. In each thing, where like after you use up all those points, you're done for the day. So, like, you know, if you accept a quest, you use up one professor point, and that's one less thing you can do. If you uh, talk to a student to try and recruit them to your house, because you found out you can recruit students from the other houses into your house, mm -hmm. um, you know, and no indication if we're if you are capped at eight students. So if you like, like the um, treehouse person did, she had recruited. Uh, two of the golden deers into her house. I don't know if she had to give up two of her um, black eagle house students. I'm you guessing know? not, because like a fire emblem war roster has always been quite large, and I don't think you were capped. Well, and that's the other reason why I don't think it's likely that the um, monast, you know, the time's going to be jumping back and forth, because mm -hmm. everything we've seen, you have eight students. You know, and we have no clue if we can recruit other people later. Uh, what do you mean eight students? Where are you getting that number from? Well, each house initially seems to have eight students. You know, from what we've seen from earlier trailers. Oh, okay. I don't. I just don't remember seeing like a hard eight cap. With no, the and there's never been a hard eight. Oh, okay. There's never been stated that there is a hard eight cap. Um. And yeah, if you're going to recruit other students, there's going to be a limited number you can recruit because you're going to run out of professor points and maybe oh. all your students are going to be weaker. You know? Maybe you get more professor points when you have... I mean, we... Well, this as, is the, yeah. as your professor skill levels up, you'll get more professor points or whatever they're, they're <laughs> calling them again. It's really funny. I forget what they called them, but that we're just we, we we've we've mentioned professor points multiple times. It, this game yeah. is so different from past Fire Emblem games. Uh, and I'm excited by that, and I think a lot of people are. Whatever you want to call them, the points at the top that go down every time you do an activity. Oh, are they not called you know? professor points? Because I'm going to call they them. They might be called them professor points. I can't remember what they said they were called. You <laughs> know, I'm calling them professor points, and I'm also yes. calling the episode of this show professor points because I we need it to catch on, man. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you have a limited number of activities you can do with those professor points <laughs> nice thank you i appreciate and, that you know they grow the higher your professor level is and you get more of them then mm -hmm. so you know depend but even so the way it's set up you're gonna have a limited number you know throughout the um entire school time frame yeah and because if like i like it indicated end of each month is a big battle and you have to do that you know, well, maybe in a month you can do a good chunk. Like maybe, maybe you're. Well, limited, yeah, it looked but... like you can do a decent chunk. I mean, well, and... cl class actually looked like it was like when you go into class and you choose your your lesson plan, that actually moves a couple days. Not. Yeah, that moves through the class week, and then you have the weekends to do other stuff. Yeah, you, uh, so cool, you know, you, on average, you'll have four four phases which you can do. Up to however many professor points you're capped at, at mm. top professor level. You know? Yeah. And, uh, they also showed something like you could, um, in during your lesson plans, each character pretty much can be any class. You can kind of choose whatever class you want them to be through training, obviously. Well, yeah, uh, that was... Sorry. No, I was going to it looked interesting in that you could basically train them and sometimes if it, if that class if that character wasn't really, you know, quite for that class, it would be harder to classify them, but then it would actually give you a bonus if you did actually classify them in that class. And they had to like write an exam and there was like a percentage of of success. It was I think it's really they're leaning into the academy stuff like really crazy and I'm I'm kind of stoked to to try that out. Which is another reason I think maybe there's some kind of academy stuff in the war phase. Mm -hmm. It'll be different, but something 
because they're putting so heavily. But like, um, we kind of found out in previous articles that you know all the students are essentially villagers from Echoes. You yeah, know, they're a base base bottom level class that you know at after you know they all similar stat boosts and stuff. Uh, you know, they're listed as nobles or commoners, depending on where they grew up in their, you know, region. But there's no difference in the stats between nobles and commoners. Um, and then, you know, each student will have certain aptitudes. And if you want, you can stick with those aptitudes or you can uh, alter their aptitudes so that they, um, um, you know, do something else. Uh, and... So, you know, those, essentially the way I see it is the monastery sec time frame or section is to build your um, base crew, you know, your core gr group of people for the war phase. Mm -hmm. And then you'll probably re start recruiting additional people during the war phase. Yeah. Possibly get a handful of new people to start as well, but. I've I have a feeling yeah we'll we'll definitely be getting heroes throughout and certainly some some very war friendly folks but uh speaking of war and battle uh, I think the game the battles and the gameplay for the battles look really sharp um I kind of saw like an aggro line and I think we've seen that we've talked about that in the past where when you move a hero yeah. in you see who is able to attack just by a red line connecting them and that's such yeah, a key thing I think I think it might even be who this person is going to go after. Oh, like yeah. it's literally an aggro line. I think so. I could be wrong, but they may change their mind depending on other factors. And you've always like been able to tweak. People out, but... Yeah, you've always been able to tweak like the the look of the map and the extra sort of layers and flavors. So maybe you can kind of set it so like, well, I want to see you know, the um, the enemy movement grid, but I also want to know who's going to attack who. And that, that's all stat-based, so it's you know, I don't think it's random. I think it's based on who... It, it, it's all stat-based, I believe. At least it is in Fire Emblem Heroes. So maybe they've added that in as like, a, okay, well, if you want that little extra tool so you don't have to do the math yourself, like, here it is. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, obviously in, in the, you know, the Treehouse Live, she wasn't really... She was trying to get through it to kind of show more of the game. I don't think she was, like, really worried who was attacking who. And she had some pretty lucky moments where she thought one of her characters were going to die. But um, I really like the look of it. I think it's a nice evolution of the gameplay mechanics we've seen from the 3DS era. And the fact that you can you can rewind time literally to the start of the match, you know, move my move. It's similar. To, I think similar to Mila's wheel or Mila's turn wheel but that was capped right same as miller's turn wheel and this one's capped as well in the number of the number of times you, times can, use you can use it, it but but not the number of times you can rewind i think didn't miller i can't remember if it was capped like how far back you could go i don't recall it being capped how far back you could go but maybe it was i i actually don't remember that well but i mean even though we did just kind of play it but um yeah i there's so much there's so much that was shown in that 30 minutes. I mean, we could certainly keep talking until the cows come home, but I really I really am looking forward to Fire Emblem Three Houses. I can't wait to actually have it in my hands. It feels like it feels like it's coming out months from now, but really it's just next month. It'll be here before we know it. Um do you have any like final words before we jump out of here? Uh, no, I think I covered most everything. Cool, cool. Well, I think we'll have plenty of opportunities to cover more in the coming weeks, but next week we will have a game club and we are going to be playing chapters 14 and 15 of Fire Emblem Fates Conquest. I know Eddie has a bit of catching up to do, but I feel like yep. we'll be able to we'll be able to get there. Have you progressed in a handful of paralogs? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't quite progressed any. I was still distracted with Diablo 3 and winding down on that but um you know probably gonna try and focus on there but i did do like one round of some more training and got like four or five additional units set to um uh paralogs and you know since those increase with the chapter level i probably want to try and get them done sooner rather than later so they're a bit easier true that well we will certainly talk about it next week 
when we have Game Club returning, as well as all the fun stuff in Fire Emblem Heroes, including the Rocker Sieges, so we'll talk about those. But until then, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash faye. Email the show faye at gamersinpodcast.com if you have any thoughts on the latest drops in trailers for Fire Emblem Three Houses. You can also check our, out our Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, eddie at drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.